could you give at Marks with Mike's podcast a shout out? Shout out! Hey, yo! Mr. Six Foot Nine, L. Cheech, and Dre the Juicy. You're listening to the Mars and Mike podcast. Let's start the show. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You already know what it is by the sound of my voice. That's right. It's your boy, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT, back in this piece once again. And I definitely have to thank all of you all for tuning in from these past episodes. Definitely. Uh, loving your feedback, your voice messages, as well as your comments. Make sure that you are following this podcast, subscribing on your favorite listening platform for your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Breaker, and a host of others. Make sure you are subscribing and also Hey, follow us on social media. We're on there sometimes. But follow us. You can follow us, of course, on Twitter, which we're more active on. You can follow us on IG. You can follow us on the Book of Faces. And uh, it is all simple. It's the same handle. At Marshall Mikes. That is M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-I-C-S. Make sure you're following us there. And also, if you haven't yet, go to our merch store. The merch store is simple. It's at whatamaneuver.net. And type in Marks with Mikes and you'll see our latest release, Positive Vibes Only. It's not just a t-shirt. It's just not a catchphrase. It's a way of life. Try to live each day by thinking about things a little bit more positive. Try to definitely balance your your mental state. Too much negativity can have you unbalanced physically, emotionally, and mentally. So definitely spread more positive vibes out there make sure that you do go ahead to the website purchase your piece of merchandise let us know that you got it and we'll send you something on behalf of us as a thank you but with that being said i have to let you all know yeah it's definitely thursday and we release our interviews on thursday that's what we decided that's what you listeners wanted so that's what you are going to get so with that being said this guest that is coming on the show i'm telling you uh is someone that i wanted to get an interview with for a while after i had jocelyn navarro on so i had to definitely get into this interview but i am going to get into this interview with the star who just won a competition not too long ago if you have been following along of course the, the competition that i'm talking about is gut check and you can find this competition you can watch it in its entirety on the impact plus streaming app and you can find that of course on all platforms whether that be roku apple tv uh chrome you name it it is there uh, but make sure you do download it, get your free trial, or you can pay for it like I did because it's definitely worth your pennies. But the guest that I'm talking about is Jackson Stone, and we're going to get into that interview right after this quick, quick break. What's up, Marks? My name's Andy. I listen to you guys all the way down here from Puerto Rico. Um, I just finished um, the one with Christian Cobain. Um, I want to congratulate you guys on a good show and congratulate Mr. 6ix9ine on the new member of the family. So, you guys have a good one. Hey, man, this is Pro Wrestling, Dad. 
Just followed you on Spotify. I'm looking to win some PB Smooth merch, man. Yo, I just want to give a huge shout out to the Marks with Mike's podcast. I enjoyed listening to the episode that I listened to with Savio Vega. I enjoyed your guys' layout, how you did a review of the week and uh, conversation. Um, you guys talked about some interesting stuff about the current situation that we got going on, and numbers and all that. Pick the mind of Savio, and uh, it was pretty interesting to hear what he had to say about this whole situation as well. So keep doing what you're doing. My name is Joel. I'm from the Brink of Sanity Pro Wrestling Podcast. You guys keep doing your thing, man. Peace. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Marks and Mike. You already know what it is. Five sound, my boys. It's your boy, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT, back in this piece once again. And uh, like I promised you at the top part of the show, uh, we had a special guest. So let me just give you a little introduction to the special guest. So, me and this special guest have been trying to get this to happen, <laughs> and really trying to get this to happen. And I have two pieces to say for this. Number one, the listeners. And number Jocelyn. two, Jocelyn, of course. Of course. What's going on? <laughs> but we have been trying to definitely get this together. And out of we have it together, I am so happy to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on today's show, without any further ado, Impact Wrestling Gut Check winner, Jackson Stone. What's going on, my man? Well, well, well. what do we have here? <laughs> What's up, brother? Nice, uh, nice to talk to you. Nice to finally be able to, to reach out and, uh, and talk to you, man. I'm, uh, I'm, like you said, it's been a journey just trying to, just trying to talk to each other. Like, from the time of us contacting, uh, I understand you, you brought some new life with, uh, within this world. And then <laughs> the Suplex Shogun, Jackson Stone, has uh, pretty much been on ice still in terms of suplexing. So, you know, it's been it's been pretty pretty interesting these last couple of months, you know, but uh I appreciate you just having the patience, man, of wanting to wanting to contact Shogun and wanting to talk to me and uh just wanna chop it up for a little bit. Most deaf, most deaf, man. I am uh, definitely after this happened. Shout out once again to Jocelyn. Thank you, thank you, thank you for definitely referring this guest and, of course, the listeners. But Don't give her too much credit. She'll get, get to head. <laughs> I'm not messing with Jocelyn. Well, yeah, no. definitely. Shout out to, to the listeners as well, man. Yes, yes. So, man, listen, we just got to get started. We, we, we just got to hop into this. First of all, um, number one, how have you been? Oh man, uh, considering everything, Suplex Shogun has been great. I've been phenomenal. Uh, been keeping myself strong, keeping myself sharp as much as possible. You know, hitting hitting the kettlebells, uh, just keeping my mind sharp as well. Make sure I stay ready for whenever, whenever I'm uh, called in to uh, handle some business within Impact. And I think we are all waiting on that call. So, uh, of course, we mentioned Impact Wrestling at the top of the show. And we just mentioned it again. But um, I definitely, definitely have to, before we even get to that journey, this story, because, of course, we've all seen it. And if you haven't seen it, uh, here's a nice plug. 
go ahead to the Impact Wrestling Impact Plus app, download it on yes. your favorite device, and go back and watch the series like I did about three times during the <laughs> Much appreciated, man. And that means a lot, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, no yeah. problem. No problem yeah, at all. Journey. So, uh, let's, let's talk about the journey before the journey. Uh, first off, where are you from? Uh, from Detroit, Michigan. East side Detroit, Michigan. Now, being from Detroit, growing up, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about, about your upbringing, you know, as far as, you know, you growing up, uh, through, let's just go ahead and start off through middle school to high school. I mean, that, that's, that's really when guys really start to get a sense of the person they, they right. want to be or, you know, the person that they want to portray. Right. So, uh, let's try middle, middle school to high school. How, how was that for you? Were you into anything as far as sports, video games, what have you? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, pretty much showing this lifestyle, like growing up, like my childhood, uh, it was pretty standard. Like, I, I was, I was fortunate. I was very fortunate to have, uh, like my, my mom and my dad around uh, helping me kind of like grow throughout that time. My father especially because he was my sensei. Pretty much from the time I was like, uh, I want to say fourth grade, third grade judo to high school wrestling. Essentially, he was always just like there just making sure I, I, you know, I'm getting my training in. He was essentially my trainer. You know, he, he was the first one to tell me how to lift. You know, I remember like first, you know, lifting when I was like, what, 12? And uh, he pretty much taught me like the proper way of doing it, you know. And from there, honestly, man, like, I've always been into. I've, I've always been into. I feel like what is uh, even more popular now. Like I've always been into anime. I've always been into video games. Uh, my very first video game, man. I was, uh, I'm not the. I'm not in the. I just missed the Atari mode. Like I'm, I'm 91. So. My so I started with the Super NES. That was like my very first gaming console, and then from the Super NES, man, uh, Sega, Genesis, all the way to uh, you know uh, Super like Super Nintendo, like, I mean Super Sega, and uh, PlayStation. You got Nintendo sixty four, PlayStation one, two, three, four, all that stuff in between. Hand Sega Dreamcast. You know, um, always been always just love, always love. Gaming and just the stories that I told. I also, also always love uh, comic books and big ones for me. Um, growing up, I always enjoyed uh, the Hulk. Always enjoyed the relationship he had with Banner. You know, I always love that dichotomy. I'm a huge Cap Cap uh, Captain Mar- uh, America fan. Um, also, major major Blue Marvel fan. A lot of people don't know about the Blue Marvel, which is which is a uh, you know, there's a lot of hardcore fans that know about him, but. Essentially, I feel like when when Marvel does start bringing him in, I feel like he's gonna bring a, a whole new light to uh, superheroes. He's essentially the black Superman for those who don't know of Marvel. He's just he's just uh, an amazing badass character, you know, from from having the intelligence, the higher intelligence of t- Tony Stark, to just the strength, capabilities, and durability of Thor. The guy's just amazing, you know. But uh, yeah, Blue Marvel. Always a Moon Knight psychological thriller that was, and yeah, just always love like just the, the different action packed comics. Of course, you know Deadpool, but growing up, man, uh, first getting into wrestling, man, like oh, I want to say my first my first match was freshman year high school. Um, 
I went to I went to Grass Point North and growing up in Eastside Detroit and go going to Grass Point North it was interesting because uh, it's a, it's like a tell of two cities if you will because where I was from Eastside Detroit uh, they started to take a lot of funds out of those neighborhoods and you know started siphoning those funds out and you know a lot of those uh, neighborhoods had. You know, it, it, like my block was great. Like my, the block I was on, we had a village, if you will. But the the, the neighbors around it were were tough. Like they had, you know, the, the you know, of course, the drug dealers on the corner here and there, people jacking cars, all that stuff. Um, I remember distinctly one time, my dad and I was just talking in front of the house, and this guy just crashed the car in front of uh, like on the corner uh, of our block, hopped out and just started running. <laughs> it was like, it was like, man, like it's just things like that, you know. Um, yeah, man, and but I've always been just in tune, you know, just with my environment. I've always been, uh, I, I need to say, like, just driven to try to make better of whatever situation I was in. You know, my my father is from um, Queens, New York, uh, born in, in in the fifties. My mom, she's from Little Rock, Arkansas, born down south in the sixties. So you know, I, I have a nice, I, I feel at least a healthy blend of. of I guess historical understanding and like just uh, I guess comfortability of understanding where like where I'm from or who I am and I just try to use that as much as possible, especially when I got to high school because uh, when I was in high school I went to like Gross Point North was predominantly white high school, so like for those first two years it was like uh, you know just being peppered and a bunch of salt and but it was one of those things where uh, I learned more about other cultures and other you know other, other people. I mean. Growing up, I fortunately go to a school where you know we had different races and whatnot. But to go to another school where it's like de- I tell two cities, man, so racially different, you uh you, you understand you understand a little bit more about uh about what world you're in, you know. And uh, again, going from Detroit to that, you just see the type of um the the lack of attention sometimes that that uh, that goes into certain areas. And so for me. Growing up, I was always like, you know, I want to try to give back as much as possible. So that's one of the reasons, of course, why even now with wrestling, why I try to push giving back as much as possible. But um, yeah, like wrestling, my first match, I was pretty much snatched up from 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 this uh, senior. I know, no, I'm sorry, he was a, he was a junior at the time. I was getting ready to play basketball. I was rapping football season. He was like, "Hey man, you come to wrestling?" I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, no, "No, no, you come, you come to do heavyweight." Like you sure? He's like, yeah, and uh, he's like, you don't like it within a week, you leave, whatever. All right, no problem, man. So, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person. I was like, all right, I'll try it once. If I don't like it, I'm comfortable with saying I'm out. And man, like that first week, even though it was so difficult, it was like mentally more mentally tough than anything because they had us doing laps, sprints, buddy carries up and down the stairs, like like just all types of crazies, pushing, like pushing sleds. And everything, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, well, back in football, like, why we push this last? You know, it's just, but all that, you know, and even getting my ass kicked, man, in the beginning, like, the first, God, first two months, I just got my ass handed to me on the mat. Like, Shogun got his ass beat. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, but it's one of those things where it was, uh, it's part of the process, and I feel like it was, you know, in life, you gotta learn to take those punches and roll with it. And for me, I just kind of learned as I went and uh, started really incorporating more of the judo techniques and embracing more of the techniques I've learned prior to, and just kind of create my own thing. And then 
They actually know just how to take off from there. Sophomore year, junior year, senior year, in the place in the second in state and went off to college and went from there. So you got snatched up in high school to do amateur wrestling and it ended up being something that you could definitely apply apply your craft to because you came up, of course, doing uh, jujitsu. Uh, and at such a young age, age of four, of course, it definitely helped that you had, you know, had your dad there to actually, you know, train you, be, be your sensei. And like I said, it's like, hey, I tried, I tried karate and it was for 90 days. And the only reason why it was for 90 days because the promotion ran out and, you know, we didn't have the ends to, to keep paying. Right. So, it's that, all good. That, yeah. That, that, that was pretty, that was pretty much it. But, uh, so, you get snatched up uh, from there. You get into amateur wrestling. You get the chance to, you know, become number two in the state, and also go off to college and go off to college and compete as well. You, you got your education. And at what point was it something far as professional wrestling? At what what point was it something that you were like, you know what? I think this is something that I want to pursue. Oh man, uh, that was that was uh, definitely right after. I mean, well, I always wanted to try that. I always wanted to pursue that in, in a in in a certain way. Like it was for me. I always say it was either going to be that or just go straight to doing some type of MMA, uh, some type of jujitsu, you know. And um, for me, wrestling, it was like, all right, well people have always mentioned that to me and I, and during that time I was I was just so enthralled into like all these DVDs of like the CM Punk DVD was great the Rock DVD uh, the Stone Cold uh, I think it was Stone Cold Truth that one Ric Flair had a great DVD so I was just so into like just the just wrestling as a culture so much man I was just getting back in, just getting back into it and I think that was when the Shield got back got I mean got together you know for the first time so it was like 2013, 2014. Um, yeah, I'd say 2013. So I was kind of like feeling it. So when I graduated in 15, uh, when I was done with everything, I went back home and uh, my dad was like, well, you know, you can go off and do what you want now. So that you graduate. I was like, all right, well, cool. And so pretty much from there, I was like, well, I'm going to go be a professional wrestler. He was like, well, okay, well, you don't want to be my age and, Thinking and thinking that, you know, you should have, would have, could have. You're like, yeah, I want you to go off and I want you to go do what, what you want and have fun doing it. So pretty much from there, man, I was like, I just went on Facebook. Thankfully, thank God we live in a day and age where it's like digital, you know, digital media, media is here. We don't have to use phone books or anything like that. <laughs> um, I went on to Facebook and I just started just messaging a bunch of schools that were near and just asking prices and questions on like, what, what's the curriculum? What do we do and all that stuff? And, uh, I bumped into my, uh, I found my trainer, Brandon Xavier, who's, uh, the trainer down mega, mega championship wrestling. He pretty much set me up for, he gave me a great foundation for what would be like my career. And, uh, from there, we just kind of like develop a relationship, man. Like my very first day of training was January 5th. I made my decision to train January 2nd. So January 2nd, I was like, all right, I'm doing it. January 5th, I was like, all right, I'm here. And, um, and yeah, man, it was just like a journey from there. And that's one thing that, that you realize, like, you know, your dream 
versus actually living your dream, right? So, right. of course, you know, your dream, your dream is something that you want to actually come true. But to live your dream is a totally different thing. Oh, so, yeah, completely different. For me, like, don't get me wrong, like, I can attest, listen, what these guys do to their bodies, the very first go around, it hurts. And it hurts real bad. I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember the first time I hit the ropes, and it was the weirdest feeling that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know if I wanted to, the, the scream or cry, but hold <laughs> it in because, you know, I got a man up. But I was like, right. whoa, whoa, what is this? That hurts. Now, <laughs> the bump, the bump, the first back bump, that, that, my friend, I did not listen. I bit my tongue pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my jaw, you know, my jaw clicked on all that, but you know, I'm a better man today because of it. But <laughs> oh man, I've seen people knock themselves out. Like, I, we had a guy that he's like, Oh, yeah, we're all I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'll be okay. And then he just took his first bump and knocked himself clean out. Oh, it was crazy. And when you when you see stuff like that, people, people taking a bump and knocking themselves out. You know, it's almost like you have to look back at yourself like, all right, well, I'm glad, number one, I'm built for this. And number two, two, uh, that's not the way I want to go out, period. Like, I don't want everyone, anyone ever know that, hey, man, you remember remember on January 5th, you knocked yourself out the first day of training? I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) And, you know, actually, the thing is, uh, watching – more, I'm a very visual learner. Like I'm, I'm very much like a. If I, I'm practical. Like if I see it done, or if I walk through it, then you know I, I can kind of have like photographic memory and just go with that. Um, I remember watching Tough Enough, like the very first Tough Enough, and I remember seeing Triple H uh, when Triple H had, had his uh, segment, and he showed everybody how to bump and just the way he attacked the mat. I was like, for some reason, like for some reason or another, that one moment just stuck with me a lot. And so when they told us to bump, I was like, well, you know, I'll just do how Triple H did. <laughs> and uh, pretty much just went from there. And and yeah, man, like it, it's it's not for the weak of heart, but also it's it's very much of a it's a rewarding sport because even though you feel beat up, you, you know, you feel so rewarded off of like the emotions and the story that you tell and the the things that you did in the ring and and also you know what I mean that's why that's why you 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 stay on a on a regimen to protect your body and to, you know to take care of yourself like me I, I mean yoga helps me out so much man but but yeah I would uh yeah that first day that first week is no joke so I mean of course with your background uh, of course in amateur wrestling and, and as and well as uh jiu-jitsu it wasn't a hard transition uh for you uh to 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 get into you know the art form of professional wrestling no, no it, was, it was very very comfortable you know i, I i'm not gonna use the word easy because because you know nothing's really too like nothing's ever ever really easy it's just i felt comfortable in the ring like i felt like i, I feel 
athletes, I think I'm just going to speak for myself, but I, I believe that athletes who have that background of whatever kind, it could be anything from gymnastics, boxing, you know, swimming, whatever. Like, if you are an athlete, you have some kind of understanding of how to move and to utilize that movement within that ring. And the thing is, it's like, see, I commend you. I commend all athletes alike. But I'm going to be honest. <laughs> What's if, up? I, if I tell my body <laughs> to do certain things right now, my body's like, look, we can compromise. Uh, this is what I can give you. Right? Like, like, look, you can, you can move your arm up, but your leg might have a little difficulty. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, even even getting out of bed this morning to go to work. It's like I literally had a conversation with my feet, my legs, like the whole lower body, <laughs> the, the whole lower body from from the lower tailbone all the way down to the feet. Oh, like, no. listen, oh, I'm going to no. need all y'all to work together. I mean, I know I know I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but, you know, I have to be to work for these nine hours. Right. <laughs> and literally, I heard my body like my body kind of kind of sucked his teeth like, OK, listen, <laughs> we're going to compromise. So I know you got to work nine. I can give you four hours of dependability. <laughs> the next five hours is <laughs> all on you. <laughs> we clocking out. We are clocking out on you. We're we not working. We, we part time you today. Oh, man, we part time. <laughs> we putting in time. <laughs> Oh, so, man. so you know, I definitely, I, I definitely commend that. But you know, being be, being able to, of course, you know, keep your body in shape is is number one thing. Uh, you want to do that if you're in any type of, uh, you know, type of competitive or not, not even competitive, just period. You want to keep your body in shape. You don't keep your body in shape, and then you know, you end up having conversations with your body. Kind of like I have sometimes, just to be able to tell it to do certain things. Oh, it's not oh, to the man. extreme, but right. you know, some DDP yoga would definitely be uh, appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, DDP yoga is it's the move. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to get into it. I'm and the crazy part is, I'm sitting on two DDP yoga DVDs, right? And this is a side note, sidebar, but these two DVDs I picked up from. My buddy Patrick from the Dark Match, Dark Match, uh, cut my buddy Patrick from the Dark Match podcast. I picked it up from him. Oh, okay. He actually borrowed those DVDs from, uh, my former co-host and friend. His, I mean, former co-host, still my friend. Just to say that right. Uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Matt, he borrowed from, from him. Now, mind you, these DVDs have been in Patrick's possession for over a year, but I finally got them. So I got <laughs> nice. them, but the crazy part is I don't have a DVD player to watch it. So I just oh, have no. two DVDs right now because <laughs> I mean, you, you know, like literally, like I'm, I'm contemplating because you know, the PS5 comes out and the new Xbox, you know, comes out, right? And it's like, well, do I want to buy a PS4 right now just to hold me over, or, or can I wait till the PS5 comes out? It's like you know, I'm really debating. Yeah, I know it's like it's hard, and you know, the more you debate, by that time, I'm pretty sure the PS5 will be out by that time. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but in the meantime, I can't watch the DDP yoga DVDs, and I am not 
And I repeat, I am not paying no more than five dollars for a DVD player. All right. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah, no, one no one I watches them. No one watches them. No one. No it's one. Like, I, I, I mean, look, man, I went I went to Rite Aid of all places and they, they, they have their DVD player and, you know, Electron is buying this last case. I looked down. Do you know how much they wanted for a DVD player? Uh, I'm a ballpark it at 200. No, I mean that, that's a little bit too high. I what mean, I if this like. was if this was if this was like the year the DVD player first came out, absolutely. But you know, we're talking 2020. Oh, 2020, they, yeah. 2020, they wanted 49.99 for a DVD player. Mm. Mm. They can kick rocks with no shoes on. I'm well, not paying that. <laughs> well, you no. Know, you know, the great thing about it is, honestly, man, like, the great, and that's why I mentioned earlier, like, I'm so thankful we live in an age where the internet is, like, very vast. So, honestly, man, like, I just find my deep, like, and, you know, again, shouts out to, to Seamus for this one. But Seamus has actually done a, a video with DDP on his YouTube. And I'm, and Shogun's not gonna lie, that video is probably, is probably enough to hold me down for the entire year of stretching. Like, when I, whenever I do that session, and honestly, I just do, it's a full one hour, probably one hour, 15 minute session. Again, check it out, it's on YouTube, but it's on, it's on Seamus's, uh, workout, workout page, but it's, uh, it's a full DDP yoga session, and whenever I do even just 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that, I'm not joking, man. I feel like, I feel like a brand new individual, like a brand new person. So if you can, if you if you're not if you're not with the if you're still contemplating like on waiting for the PS5 to come out, no problem. Just go to YouTube. It's it's already there. You know what? I think I may do that because I want to feel like a new person. I haven't felt like a new person in a while, and I joke about this, but this is serious. Um, do you ever wish that we could trade in our feet, like like we trade in tires on the car? Sometime, I'm just saying. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Most definitely. I'm just saying. I'm just. I mean, I'm just saying. Logically, I mean, you're not in the car as much as you're on your feet. So I think we should be able to trade in our feet before we trade in tires. But that's a different story. If I can get some bionic feet, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but definitely, but definitely back back definitely back to the interview. So, of course, um, you end up. You end up uh, definitely getting getting into uh, the sport of wrestling, being able to uh, first of all, you know, get down to Mega, uh, get your training, get your bearings, and of course, you end up uh, down there. You end up meeting. This is probably the third time we mentioned her, but you end up meeting, meeting Jocelyn, and uh, you met Jocelyn, and Jocelyn kind of mentioned mentioned as you you be, being a push factor, not not so much as you know pushing but you know pushing someone to do better because you push yourself to do better right that that's that's a major part of who shogun is you know uh shogun not only being a person that goes goes for the goal but actually completes said goal not not so much staying stagnant in one place but you know continuing to grind and grind until 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 he's able to reach that next level now is this a concept 
that was instilled into you as a child or was it something that you learned as you grew up, of course, into adulthood? Oh, man. Um, yeah, like that's a map always. I feel like that that was instilled in me from like from just like my young age of like my father and seeing my mother grind it out to become one of the one of the top nurses in her graduating class. I've always kind of been like, uh, I, I guess, attracted to hard work and like, I guess, say like the grind of life, you know, the grind of, a, of accomplishing our goals. And, uh, and I, and, that, and that's really nice. That's really, you know, it's really nice of Jaws. I like joke about her, but you know, it's really nice of her to say because for me, I always feel that it's important to have, you know, uh, a really, a really strong group around you, really strong group of people around you. People who can bring out something, bring out the best, whether it be, you know, just physically or mentally, but they always, ha- they're always bringing something out. And, you know, from her, to Jack Price, you know, um, and my boys, Jamal King and Blake Mallory, uh, Blake, Blake 182. Um, like those, like those guys, like they really helped me. They really pushed me to like, to be a better, like to be better in the ring. But more than anything, I mean, uh, before them, I mean, I was pushing myself. Like, I've always been, like, a very big, like, you know, you have your outside factors. You have those people, like, those external factors that push you. But ultimately, man, it's, it's I've, I've always gone by the philosophy, if you don't start with you, then who else is? And I've always, uh, I feel like that's always been something that's kind of, like, I, I've, I've always tried to prove myself wrong as much as I've tried to prove others. So, yeah, I try not to get so stuck in, and I, I guess so, I guess stuck in that mindset of proving people wrong because I feel like that, that could lead down, that could lead a person down to, you know, kind of like a, a negative poisonous road and, and uh, kind of like a, a path of, I feel jealousy and envy because what if you don't get it? Or what if you pass that person and, you know, you're plateau for another person that passed you up, you know, and I've always felt that it's important to stay in competition with yourself because, by staying in competition with yourself, you know, you're not even worried about the next man. You're just worried about what you're up to. And for Shogun, I've always been, I've always been in tune with what's up, with what's, what's next for me, you know? And, um, yeah, so I, I've always, uh, I, I appreciate, I appreciate her saying that for real. Yeah. But I've always been a big proponent of, Hey, you, you got to get yourself up first. You got to get yourself going first. And then everything else is going to follow, you know? I definitely can understand that because when it does come down to it, you have to be your own self-motivation. Like, one of one of my, uh, I'm not going to say favorite movies, but one, one, of, one of Martin, one of Martin Lawrence's uh, recent, not, not too recent, but anywho, the movie was Roscoe Jenkins, right? Oh, yeah, and, Roscoe. <laughs> yeah. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins, right? Yep. And he was R.J. Stevens, right? And R.J. Stevens, he would say, you know, it's about the team of me, right? But at the same time, you know, the, the team of me is very strong, but the team of, me, team of me does need support. Now, hear me hear me when I say this, and when I say support, uh, I want you to picture this as a building, right? Right. So, you mentioned that, of course, that, you know, you, you want to surround yourself with, you know, 
people that they're going to help motivate you, but you have to be able to motivate yourself. Well, a building is only as strong as its foundation, number one, the foundation being you. Uh, Number two, the support around it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, so I definitely, I definitely, definitely see your, uh, your comparison and, and, you know, far as definitely making sure that you have to be the one to, to, to light the fire. You can't wait for someone to give you the matches, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you have to be the one to light it. So speaking of, speaking of lighting it up. So you end up lighting up this whole entire area. I mean, from, you know, Ohio, the, the mid, the mid East, I mean, West, I mean, you've been pretty much everywhere. Uh, but the one thing I remember when I first met you, and I'm, I'm not going to call it a first meeting. It was my first time actually seeing you wrestle and it was for PCW. And I was with my boy Devin. Yeah, shout out to Devin. And Devin was like, "Hey, hey uh, Jackson Stone is up next." And I was like, "Well, I've never heard of Jackson Stone." And my thing is, for me, I was new to independent wrestling. Period. Like, I, I had never been to an independent wrestling show until I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. And mind you, I've been in Ohio since 2015. And I didn't go to my first independent wrestling show until 2018. Oh damn! Oh damn! Okay, so, we appreciate that, man. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm learning as I go, which is the beautiful thing about this show because it's also it's also a time for number one for not only me as the host to learn, but the listeners to learn about people they haven't known about. So you know, I'm there and. And Devin's like, yeah, just watch the match. He's so, you know, he's so freaking good. So I'm watching (laughs) a match, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. You come out and first of all, your, your character itself, along with your actions in the ring, lines up with what you were displaying. Basically, it wasn't any false advertisement. I got exactly what was on the menu, you know. (laughs) I must, must appreciate it, brother. And, you know, I definitely appreciate it. And, you know, the first thing that got me initially was, of course, you being the size that you were and you moving the way you were. And like I mentioned, it's like earlier, right now, not happening. But once but once me and Jackson Stone get on some, you know, DDP yoga or, you know, click on that Seamus uh, YouTube video and he's able to stretch me out, we'll see what happens. But right now, ain't happening. Matter of fact, I'm having, a, I'm having a hard time even lifting my leg up on my knee, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, hey, man, take the fish oil, brother. <laughs> I, I need supplements now, but, uh, <laughs> but no, but, uh, but, but seriously, so I, I watched the match and, you know, I come, you know, coming to you after the match, I'm like, hey, man, that was awesome. Good match. Definitely appreciate it. You said, you know, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. Very, you know, very humble. And I'm, I'm trying to remember who else was there. But I, I remember the second time I ended up seeing you, this was on the card. And once again, oh, yeah. yeah, and that, that that was a big one for me because that was my first time seeing Abyss live uh, wrestle, period. You know, of course, I, I had seen him on, of course, TNA 
uh, in Impact Wrestling. And if you want to see more of this, here's another plug. Go ahead and download <laughs> the Impact Wrestling Plus app. That's Impact Plus. Download it, and you can go back and watch a lot of TNA's history through the beginning to the current. And you're able to watch brand new episodes of Impact Wrestling right there on the Impact Plus app. So yes, it's, please check it out. You know, but definitely, definitely do it. It's definitely worth every penny. I'm, I'm able to see a lot of classics, a lot of people that I didn't even know even touched their feet on the Impact Wrestling Matt, I'm finding out. So definitely go check it out. Definitely get it. I highly recommend it. But back to uh, definitely back to this. So Abyss is wrestling, and um, he's he's in this match. And of course, you're this is like doors in the night, and you're getting ready to leave. And of course, I say I say the same thing. Great match, man. Definitely appreciate it. And you know, thanks for putting on the show out there. You know, this is me just getting a chance to, to get a chance to learn more about you. So here here we are. Fast forward. The third the third time I see you. And this is a, because, you know, this was, of course, before the pandemic actually hit. But the third time I see you, this is after a situation that ha- happened with me personally. So, um you know, of course, everyone knows uh, the house caught on fire. Yeah, you know, we, we end up losing the house, you know, the clothing, everything that comes along with it. And, of course, you know, Kel, our our, our, our cat, but, you know, we, we end up, you know, losing all that stuff. And that happened January 31st. I'll never forget it. Yeah. So the very next time I see you, I see you at AIW's Hey Yo. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> You know, I see you, and at that time, I was out with, with Cheech. Cheech, you know, because I, I was debating on going because I knew I needed some type of release, yeah. some type of therapy, just to be able to, number one, you know, re- release release a lot of a lot of the feelings I had before I came to the show. First of all, feelings of, you know, disappointment, feelings of, of course, you know, you know, anger, and, and, and feelings of, you know, sorrow. It's just a whole bunch of mixed-up emotions bagged into one. And I can say that that night when I got to see you perform, um, a lot of that was released. And I was able to not only, you know, leave a lot better than, than the way I came, number one, because the way, the way I came was, um, it was definitely not in a good, a, a good mindset because I didn't know. You know, I, I didn't know if I if I wanted to stay or you know if, if I was going to stay the whole match, but you know, I end up I end up staying there, and I got the chance to to see you to go on go on with Alden Albright, and man, after that match, we end up linking up again, and I say, hey man, good to see you. Appreciate you know definitely appreciate you do, doing your thing, and then you, you reached out to me about the fire. Uh, the fire situation, and I, I would never forget that. Man, no problem, man. Like, I'm just glad that you're. I'm glad that you're. You and you know your woman are. are you know, are, are, were okay. You know, and uh, and again, I'm sorry for everything that happens. Like that's you know, like this. It's it's crazy how like how, you know just how that can be. Yeah, like just like that's unfortunate, man. Just like just how that can just hit somebody, but. It's also amazing how much wrestling can bring somebody out of that that feel 
and make them feel a lot better. So honestly, bro, first of all, thank you for just coming to, coming out to the show, you know, and also, uh, you know, much love to you, bro. And, you know, again, much love to you for even pushing through all that. I tell people, um, you know, life period, life, life is like this, this constant. And I don't ever want people to think life is a game, but I'm only using the word game as a metaphor. But yeah, life is this constant game of tug of war. It's a constant game of sparring. It's a constant game of chess. And it's also a cuss, a cuss, uh, a constant game of the unknown. Right. So, you know, of course, no one expects to see things like that happen, but no one expects for it to happen to them. Number one. Right. You know, right. Uh, you know, my my whole thing is, you know, the fir- first initial feeling was why me? And then my second feeling was why not me? Right. Right. Why am I so, you know, undeserving? Why am I so undeserving of this? You know, so, you know, w- with that with that being said, you know, that that night, you know, we ended up you know, linking up and I heard rumblings. I heard rumblings about, you know, a certain um, certain impact wrestling uh, challenge that was getting ready to come out uh, on the impact wrestling plus streaming app that you can download on your favorite platform. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, th- <laughs> I think I plugged it four times, but that's uh, <laughs> all good. We appreciate it. No, 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 no problem. But, you know, so I heard about it. You know, I, I didn't want to be that guy who read the spoilers and then watched the movie and was upset because the spoilers was exactly what it said on the, you know, on, on, on the online report. So I avoided, I avoided the spoilers. <laughs> and I am usually a person who digs for spoilers, rumors, and news. Because that's what we discuss on our weekly podcast, but right. I wanted to completely avoid it, you know. So I end up downloading the app for the first time, and I end up watching the actual whole entirety of it. And first of all, how did the opportunity come about? Oh man, you know um, the whole gut check situation was wild because I, I got to credit Johnny Bravo. He's one of the, uh, he is the manager on Impact right now. He's managing Ty Valkyrie and also uh, in a little love triangle with Rosemary. And uh, he's he's just uh, an amazing mentor, an amazing vet, been around the business for 20 plus years, man. And, you know, when I first moved back to Michigan a few years back um, to pursue wrestling further, I went to House of Truth. I was training House of Truth and, uh, shouts out to all those guys, Paul Bowser, Doug, Doug Hill, uh, Truth Martini. They told me to go to XICW to, um, to, to get a, you know, get a match in, you know, get in tight with that promotion because that was one of the top promotions in Michigan, let alone Detroit. So when I went there, my very first match was Johnny Bravo. And it was an amazing match, man, where I learned so much. I learned so, so much. And, you know, we kind of just stayed in contact with him and just kept our relationship strong. And, you know, again, he was just really, he was always really nice, very just um, always teaching me something, you know, and I'm always willing to listen. And from there, he told me, hey, man, come out to a Can-Am. Because, you know, during that time, he was just getting signed on as a referee. So as he getting signed on as, as a referee, he was also one, of, he was also the head trainer um, at, at a Can-Am Dojo. So pretty much from there, I was like, well, uh, I'll, 
come up and man, pretty much all of like the summer of 2000, the end of 2017 and summer 2018, I was just busting my ass all like every week, going to Can-Am every week, man, just doing roles, doing practice matches, doing promos, doing matches, doing whatever I can just to be seen, you know, by Scott Demore and, and just to really, really before even all that, really just sharpen my skills. That's why I looked at it as I was like, something where I'm going to sharpen myself and become better as a wrestler. And uh, then Scott Slice will follow suit. And Scott Demore, unfortunately, was able to see me a couple times. And uh, I guess I impressed him enough to have him, uh, have him pretty much have me come to a show. And it was uh, a couple of his Border City Wrestling shows. Shouts out to BCW. And during those shows, you know, I guess I made enough impression, a good enough impression for him to uh, later on invite me to uh, the initial gut check tryout. Now, the initial gut check tryout, it had uh, um, Mira Fuji there from Noah Pro Wrestling and uh, a couple, you know, a couple producers. Uh, so much talent, so much talent was in that, uh, wrestling-wise, was in that building. You know, they had like 20-plus people from Canada, from the Midwest, from, you know, the West Coast, from the South. Like, it's all these great people, all this great talent. And personalities, you know, and pretty much from there we had a match, and we had a promo, and then we had another promo, and then we left. It was it was that quick, but within that uh, those two weeks, they made their decisions on who they wanted to have as the seven finalists, and you know, fortunately, I was one of the people who were selected, and uh, pretty much, man, during that entire time of doing gut check, it was just every day, man, it was just a mental or physical test of just always just what can you do to prove yourself? How can you sharpen yourself? How can you make yourself look better? How can you, how can you improve yourself from the day before that kind of thing? And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, it was really crazy because, uh, the, like the, the, the competition for a good check that, um, like with the seven or eight competitors that began like around November, mid November. And, um, one of those days, man, you know, of course, Thanksgiving, I remember being with my family for only like 30 minutes to an hour and then going over across the border to go train, you know, to go have one, probably one of the hardest training sessions I've had. You know, that's how much, you know, we, we had to show that we wanted this. You know, some of those guys were coming out from, <coughs> excuse me, some of those guys come out from far further distance. Like, you know, some of those guys come out from OVW and, um, and, you know, coming out from Kentucky and coming out from, you know, like, uh, like different parts of Canada and whatnot. And so pretty much, you know, we were really pushing hard to showcase that we wanted this. And fortunately, you know, um, you know, just to be pretty much be baptized in the flames of fire, if you will. But fortunately, I was able to, uh, after a few weeks passed, I think training ended like around the second week of, of December. And after that, um, Bravo pretty much say, hey man, just keep coming to training. You it's gonna be okay. You know, just keep just keep staying in um in the ring. And so pretty much I, I did, man. But every day I just kept on thinking like, oh, I hope I did this right. I hope I did that right. You know, even though I put all I, all my effort into into gut check, I was still thinking like just having that like that thought, like just that like that thought of oh man, I really hope that uh that I made a good enough impression, you know, for them to to you know to to have me come back, you know, and, and man, I want to say like, let's see, this first, second week of December, 
all the way until I will say April, April, probably uh, late March is when I got my call saying, hey, you're one of the two selected to be in the finalists of Gut Check. I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> you know, a sigh of relief. And it was me and Tyler Turba. And Tyler Turba, you know, top clear, top tier athlete. Awesome guy. Uh, great wrestler, man. You're, you're not going to see the, the last of him. But him and I was one of the final two uh, wrestlers in Gut Check. And we went down to Atlanta. And I rented out cars. Me and my boy Jamal King. We pretty much drove all the way down to uh, um, to Atlanta, ten hours, ten hour, eleven hours straight, just no problem. We didn't even have enough money to get a hotel room. We pretty much just like slept in the car the entire time, the entire weekend, and um, and just washed up at like truck stops or whatever. And uh, pretty much, man, we just like that, like that entire time. Pretty much, we were just. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, I'm sorry, I got bag up. I want to bag up because. I kind of flew by this this uh little pro- this little point, but during this whole process, yeah, go ahead. Of, oh yeah, like during this whole process of leading up to to gut check, and you know during my training of going to Can Am and all that stuff, Bravo would tell me all the time, "Hey, come out to the Impact shows, come out to you know the shows they have at Toronto and uh, Windsor and and Chicago and and uh, New York during WrestleMania weekend and help out, help set up, help." Help tear down, you know, do coffee runs, do whatever you can. And, and, uh, and man, I'm telling you, like I did, like, you know, I, there was times I was like, well, you know what, there's a show going on this day, but I'm canceling it because I make sure I'm not going because I want to, you know, help out. I want to be seen as much as possible. So every time, man, there was opportunity to be, to be had, I would go out and, you know, not with the expectations of, oh, I'm going to get a job, just the expectations I want to be seen. That's why I just want to have opportunity to be, to be noticed. And uh, I would run gear for them, man. I would run. I would run. Do coffee runs. I would get them, uh, get them whatever they really need. Honestly, put up the ring, put up the skirts uh, to the ring, the ropes, all that stuff, man. And uh, and pretty much, you know, that I feel like led to me getting that also that uh, opportunity because I feel like they they were able to see like showcase that. All right, well, he's also put in the work in all ways, in any way he can. But um, pretty much fast forward to like when me and Tyler Turbo are the last two uh, two finalists in uh, Atlanta at the Roxy Center and Roxy Cola Center. And again, just a great athlete, man. But just that, that match going in, I just felt like there's a certain, certain matches, certain times where you just feel like you can't, you can't mess up. Not that, you know, think, oh, I, I can't mess up. No, you just think to yourself like, no, I this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a really good one. And that's why I felt throughout that entire match, man. I just felt like I was just firing on all cylinders. Like there was no, there was no lack. There was no lack in my stuff. And, you know, um, even, you know, even still with that, you know, Tyler brought his game too. So it was neck and neck competition, but you know, the next day, yeah. And yeah, I, and I also, I left that match feeling rewarded though. I left that match saying, all right, no matter what, I got this far. I'm happy with that. But when Scott pulled us aside the next day and, you know, we started to announce, he, he began to announce like, hey, you know, who's the winner of uh, of the contract? You know, right beforehand, you saw like that, like just me, just you saw me just kind of breathing heavy. And honestly, man, like that, like right before you announced, I just thought of so much. I thought of like just my beginnings of wrestling. I thought about you know, my first bump, you know, I, I thought about, you know, like all the traveling I did, 
like to go seminars, to go to seminars and shows and all stuff, you know, like place I would like, you know, for little to no pay and, you know, just all the people I met, all the good people, all the, you know, people who are pretty much toxic and not, and not good for me and just all that, um, just everything, man. And all the, the good and bad and all the doubts, all the people that, that said, both, you know, family, friends, and all that, people who, who, who doubted me, just all this kind of came out, I you know, in one. And then when he said, when he reached his hand, I was just, just you know, shake my hand and say, hey, you're the new Impact Wrestling star. I was, I, I couldn't help but do anything but break down because, like, Bravo came over, pat me on the back. And he was like, hey, man, look at me. You did it. You did it. Nobody else believed in you, but you did it. And just him saying that, man, just a huge weight was, like, lift off my shoulders in a way. Cause it's kind of like you know, again, just, you know, being a being a, a large black male from you know, uh, you know, a city like Detroit or really any city, you know, you, you view it in America usually as as a threat, and you know, you view the society as you know, almost a second class citizen sometimes, and and treated as such sometimes. So you know, for me to go into an industry and kind of find my own way throughout. Through you know through this maze and you know find people who were able to help me and mold me into something better and to take the opportunity and to use that energy for something positive and to get to this point you know it really felt man I can't tell you how, how good it felt it felt really rewarding us that's just the best way I can put it and um, yeah it's just that's a feeling that's a memory that's just gonna be etched in me like for forever. And when I, like I said, when I watched it, uh, I felt that emotion just watching it at home. I was like, man, it's like because, like I said, instantly, I, I was happy because it was like, this is everything you, you know, went ahead and you definitely dedicated the time, the focus, the energy. You know, this is every bit of you, like like, like you explained before. And your faith that you put into this, you know, this business, that mustard seed size faith actually bloomed into something so, so magnificent. And that was the Impact Wrestling wrestling contract. So, you know, one of my, I'm going to say a famous poet once said, back then they didn't want me. Yeah. Now I'm hot. <laughs> they all on me. <laughs> that poet was Mike Jones. Where the hell is Mike Jones at, man? What is going on? Man, what so- is Mike? Where is Mike Jones? What's up, man? <laughs> Where is the switcher house when you need him? <laughs> man, come on, man. Ice Age. But, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but seriously. So when that, when that happened, of course, you know, automatically, Buzz is definitely going on, and then of course COVID nineteen strikes, and it puts everything on halt. Uh, now I mentioned this on my show last week, right? And I mentioned this, and we're gonna we're gonna go back to it. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah, we're we're actually gonna talk about it right now. So I said last week that. You know, the way that the CDC describes this, this disease, this pandemic, um, you know, very contagious, you know, 
recommend that you constantly wash your hands. Keep your hands or the, the way away from your, you know, your face, your eyes, you know, your mouth, et cetera, et cetera. You know, wear wear a mask despite whatever all scenarios thinks, but wear wear a mask, you know, and right. things th- and things of that nature. Now, for me, and a lot of wrestling fans alike, this is our therapy, right? This is this is something that helps us cope with reality, right? And this is not just for us. This is also for majority of the performers. This is their way to quote unquote release, you know, their their therapy. It's not just a way to put hands in their pocket, but they're actually having a chance to, you know, release tension and things of that sort. So I thought about it, you know, football, basketball, pro wrestling, MMA, you know, these are the most hands-on contact sports, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, C- and the CDC wants you to, you know, stay six feet apart. Well, can't do that in the wrestling ring. Well, keep your, keep your hands and, you know, hands away away from your face well you know i had to do a headlock so you know <laughs> just just recently you know a lot of a lot of positive tests came out of uh wwe and uh it's not just wwe uh the the nba you know the nfl um you know different leagues around this nation and and my whole thing is i know the world is crazy right now uh it doesn't know how to react to this because it's the first time this generation has dealt with something as big as this, right? Not not knowing when the end is in sight and not seeing the numbers go down like they wanted it to. Um, my question was, should we, should wrestling just take a break? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I feel like right now, I feel like it is important to really take take focus on what's going on around the world, especially with this pandemic and and what's and how it's affecting everybody physically. So, to be honest with you, I, I mean, a break break I would uh I would definitely understand. However, I know that I know many would fight against it. But I would understand a break. I wouldn't want one, but I would definitely understand it because, I mean, there's so much, there's so much uh, unclear, unsure uh, things about what's going on, you know. And and uh, you know, I understand there are people who feel that it's not as serious, but there are people, there are many who do, and. Uh, and I feel that it's important to um, until there's some kind of until there's some kind of vaccine or something where we can have clear understanding of how people are really affected through this. I, I don't really believe in crowds being uh, being you know thrown together in, in buildings right now. I mean, I, I like I just saw how GCW did their show, and I love I love that. You know, they they had proper guidelines. They provided masks to people. If you're gonna have a show at least have proper guidelines to make sure that people are safe. Cause your first priority is the fans, you know, other than taking care of the wrestlers, your biggest priority are the fans. And, you know, I feel like it's important to make sure that they are just as safe as we are. 
Most definitely. Uh, definitely. So, you know, and that's that's just the, the biggest, biggest question because as wrestling fans, we love wrestling. Like, we, you know, we crave for it. We want to see it. It's part of the reason why most wrestling fans, if they're, you know, hardcore wrestling fans, you know, they're probably watching anywhere to about 25 hours worth of wrestling uh, through throughout the eight days inside of the week. And I'm only saying there's eight days in a week because wrestling fans are just wired different. Um, but, you know, they're they're easily watching 25 hours of, of content and majority of it is, is new. But if wrestling was to take a break, I don't know the fans would be, you know, more selfish to not understand that point because you like you have you have hardcore wrestling fans right now who don't even like what's going on uh, in wrestling as far as, you know, places like, you know, AEW, places like Impact Wrestling and WWE holding matches with no fans. It's like uh yeah, fans that don't like it, but I'm, I'm more so on the side of, well, they're trying to provide as much as entertainment as well as therapy as they can to us fans. But honestly, if, if wrestling went on a break like like the NFL is going on a break and like the NBA, I know they're supposed to be turn, returning July 30th, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, if sports took a break, I don't know necessarily how everyone will react, but I think we need to really figure out what's going on because we don't know what's going on with this and the situation never gets better. You know, right. That's just, you know, that's just like my, my little tidbit on COVID. So doing, doing this time of lockdown, um, what were, what were some of your, some of the things that you did? I mean, besides working, but uh, what were your top shows that that you streamed during during the the lockdown? Oh man, I was um, uh, I was very much like I've been watching nonstop, honestly, nonstop wrestling. But like <laughs> I haven't been really uh, I, I I've been loving my like old school New Japan, all of my uh, all, all Japan, my pro wrestling Noah. I've been watching um. Watching a lot of a lot of impact, of course, keeping up with what's going on. Uh, I mean, enjoying a lot of my anime. Um, yeah, man. Honestly, like you know, of course, people. Were, of course, we had uh, the Tiger King that was popular for a while, and uh, you know, we had that that Michael Jordan Last Dance, which was great. So, uh, but for me, honestly, it's been wrestling, and uh, and a lot of anime, honestly. Lots of anime. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, top top three anime characters of all time, in your opinion? Oh man, well, without question, gonna have to go with uh, my homeboy Goku. Um, gonna have to go with oh man, now nah, oh, Vash Vash Stampede from um from Trigun. And also, hmm, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Afro Samurai. Big fan of Afro Samurai. Although the very first Samurai, like the very first like Samurai, I, I really love watching on anime. Probably might be Mujin from Samurai Champloo. Shouts out to all the adult swim fans out there. 
Oh my gosh, man. You, <laughs> you were way back with that one. And the thing, the thing is, is like, you know, my wife, huge fan of that show. Um, as, as a matter of fact, I, the first, the first time I actually heard the theme, no, that's not even the theme song. That, that's, that's the ending song. Yeah. Um, you know, I heard it, I heard it in Japanese and I absolutely loved it. So beautiful. Then I heard it in the English and it totally ruined it for me. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this song was shine forever. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what the lyrics said on the show. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, definitely. Um, all right, so your top th- those are your top three anime characters, and uh, you definitely um, binge a lot of wrestling. Okay, uh, next question, and we're, of course, I'm kind of warming you up to build you up towards the trivia right now. Okay, so definitely. so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm warming you up here. So uh, next question, this was going to be wrestling related because once we get to the trivia, there is no wrestling involved. This is uh just basically pop. Uh, pop culture but um wrestling related right now um i need you to definitely right now clear your mind and i'm gonna name you two wrestlers and i need you to definitely think on this one what's the first match that comes to mind when i name these two wrestlers and these two wrestlers are Triple H and The Rock. Look for the first two matches that I think about with those two. Ooh, um, first two matches between those two, definitely their intercontinental match. Their uh, their internet their intercontinental match that they had. I want to say it was Mania, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, that's what it was. Yeah, yep. It was a ladder match. And um that and also uh God also I would say they had a strap match. They had a a, a leather strap match that was really I feel like it was one of those matches that was like a um an underappreciated classic, if you will. But it was like a part where rock and this this just shows you, man, like how tough like they 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 were, man, and they still are, in my opinion. But like Rock, and they're on the outside, you know. Rock's just just punching, hunting hard, giving them the business. All of a sudden, Triple H gets up, turns around, Rock slaps him in the face with this strap right to the face. I'm like, damn, man, like it was it was so it was crazy. But that was that was definitely one of my favorite matches too. Okay, all right. Next question, and we're kind of dueling away from wrestling. So this will probably be the last wrestling-related question I'm going to ask you. Hit me with it. I'm going to hit you with it right now. Best Intercontinental Champion of all time. You have to pick between these three wrestlers. Who would it be? Would it be Macho Man Randy Savage? Would it be Cody? Or, 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 would it be The Miss? And notice I went kind of three different eras. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Uh, Two of the same, but, you know, 
but just different. Just starting out with the standard of Randy Savage. Hmm, man, you know what? I see. You got you got Macho Man. Then you have um. You say you have the Miz, and who is the second one though? Cody. Cody. You know what? I'm just gonna go with the Miz. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. Even though I love Macho, I mean, I can't. Ah, uh, man, you know what? No, I'm gonna go. Oh, man. You know what? I really want to go Macho only because I love Macho, but to keep a modern spin on it, I'm gonna go with uh, Miz only because Miz. Let me tell you something, man. Miz gets all the respect in the world from me. That that man, he came from the 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 real world. You know, on on MTV was talking was basically pretty like telling people that he was going to be a wrestler that he was pretty much prophesizing his own future like yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be a champion and then he ends up being a champion after all the crap he went through you know mind you he went through hazing he went through you know being neglected in the locker room and being that new guy and being kicked out you know having to have to dress in the hallway and all that stuff you know he went through that so for him to go through that and then to become a a a I feel a hallmark on the Intercontinental Legacy, along with just being like, oh man, a pair, uh, like along with just like I feel like renovating like his career in so many different ways, man. The 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 yeah, he miss, miss deserves a lot of credit, you know. He he really does, you know. Like that promo, people talk about that promo he had um against Daniel Bryan and talking smack, you know, it's a very, very popular segment where he just went off and pretty much told his feelings. And I, I love like just, that promo. Yeah, I love that man. I feel like that alone is just something that I feel like that alone is something that uh that just highlights how awesome and how diverse Miz is in his uh in his career. So yeah man, shouts out to Miz. Okay, so last, alright, this is the last wrestling related question. If you can have a match if you can have a match with any wrestler um, past or present dream match who would it be? Oh man, this is so oof. Are we doing just top, we just doing like a top three, top five, or one? You know what? Let's do top five because it's kind of hard to pick three because there's so many people. Top five? All right. So top five, I, in no particular order, I'm going to go with uh, The Rock, um, Stone Cold, of course, the um, Big Van Vader, Kenta Kobashi, The Great Muda. And you know what? Man. And you know what? Switch out, switch out the rock. As you know, I'm a. Actually, I might. Ah, uh, man, because I want to switch out one of the two, but I might switch out Stone Cold and or the Rock for Ernie Ladd, because I always wanted to face against Ernie Ladd. He was he was one of those guys, man. That he was just a, he was just that dude. Man, that's a hell of a list. That's a hell of a list right there. Man, I appreciate that. 
Okay, okay, all right, all right. So now that we are away from wrestling-related questions, it is about that time that we play some trivia. So at this moment, uh, like we've done on previous shows with all of our guests, um, I'm going to ask you three pop culture-related trivia questions. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're going to be multiple choice. Uh, each question answer right is merchandise that Marshall Mice will be sending out to random listeners of the show. The only thing the listeners have to do while, of course, listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you instructions. So, uh, either doing this podcast or after you listen to it, either or, look inside the description link of this episode, click on it, and there's going to be a section that says voice message. Click on that link, leave us a voice message, send me a DM. Just letting me know that, hey, I just left you a, uh, a voice message. And once you do that, we'll get the necessary information from you. And we'll be sending you some merchandise. It is that simple. Mm-hmm. We have winners yes, upon winners who have already done this. Why can't you be one of the next ones? But with that being said, let's hop right into it. So um, I'm going to ask you three questions. Pop Pop culture related. Nothing too uh, crazy, nothing too heavy. Uh, first question, of course, is going to be a little warm up. And as I get towards the second and third questions, that's when they start to get tougher. Okay. Some people who went three for three at the free throw line. Other people, not so much. Uh-huh. So right. not going to name any names, but if you've been listening to the show, you know who that wrestler is. Um, <laughs> with that hope, being said. Hope I make it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and start it off. So let's go ahead and start off. With hmm, oh, this is a good one. Let's start off with nineties, nineties, two thousand pop culture. All right, so this director, this director slash actor slash writer, um, actually appeared in two superhero flicks, and he also. Did a biopic. I take that back. He also did a movie uh, about about a singing group, fictional, not real. Uh, also did did a movie about a, a singing group, and also produced a movie uh, starring Holly Berry as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- this actor slash writer and slash uh, director. I'm giving you three choices. Remember, starting two two superhero flicks. Also, um, he also directed and actually was in the movie that he did about a fictional singing group and also directed the movie with Holly Berry as a star. Those three actors are, is it A, Will Smith? Is it B, Robert Townsend, or is it C, Michael J. White? Uh, Michael J. White. Ooh, that is wrong. No, is it B? Yes. Robert Townsend, my man. Robert, Robert Townsend. Townsend. Oh, man. Oh, I was like, you know, I feel like it was, cause I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be Will Smith. I was like, huh, I feel like, how's it? I was like, Robert, I'm going to go with Robert Townsend. All right, cool. <laughs> no, good stuff, man. <laughs> Robert Townsend, Meteor Man. Um, 
was the oh that's me, right he, oh that's come right. on man we that's can't forget right. about meteor man that we was like the first meteor, black ser- superhero oh <laughs> my gosh man you took me back with meteor man oh my goodness what uh dude uh dog the golden wow. lords Shouts out to shouts out to Meteor Man, all the all the Meteor Man fans out there. That was wow, you took me back with that one. All right, next question, next question. Okay, damn, that that was supposed to be the easy one. Right, I know so. exactly. I was, I, was like, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking Michael J. White, and for some reason, my mind, I don't know why I said Michael J. White. To my mind, I really was thinking. I was like, I feel like I should say Robert Townsend. But go ahead. Go ahead. It's all good. Go ahead. <laughs> That's no problem, man. No problem. Okay, so second question. And this one is still sticking on 90s and 2000s. All right, so here we are. This R&B singer, um, female R&B singer, that is, actually had the chance to not only uh, star in her own TV show uh, based off a of fictional character, she also got the chance to be in a movie with, with Whitney Houston, a Disney movie of all movies. And, and on top of that, also was inside of a horror movie that came out in the 2000 and actually spun off two movies. The third movie, not so much straight to DVD, had really nothing to do with the first one. But is this R&B star? And here are your choices. It's R&B star... A, Aaliyah, B, Brandy, or is it C, Beyonce? And the beginning was she starred in a movie with Whitney Houston? Starred in a movie with Whitney Houston and also starred in her own TV show based off a fictional character. Hmm. Uh, and you had, and you had Aaliyah, Beyonce, and who else? Brandy. Brandy. Oh, uh, oh, um, oh man, you know, I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, Brandy, I'm gonna say Brandy. That is correct. Yeah. Mo to the, e to the say, come on, Moesha. Moesha. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man, like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. Okay, so had to make had to make it for the rapper Townsend one. I feel <laughs> <laughs> you'd have been two for two right now, but you know, <laughs> and here we, we are with the third and final question. This one could be tough. All depends on how you look at it. You got the second question right, which was supposed to be tougher than the first one. So let's see. All right, so the third and final question. Here we are. This rapper. Starred, not even gonna say starred, was a part of this franchise um, back in, I wanna say the year 2003. Could be wrong, but this rapper was inside this franchise and he actually survived and he did not die inside of this horror franchise. Okay. Uh, this rapper that I'm talking about is LL Cool J. What was the name of the movie of the franchise? I should say. So, what what was the name of the franchise? Was it A. Nightmare on M Street, B. Halloween, or was it C. Scream? 
Oh man. Um It was Halloween. I think it was H2O. That is correct. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap, son. Oh, snap, son. <laughs> Show them with the facts on this one. Here yeah, man. Hey, hey listen. Up. He came back. He came he, back. He came back, too. Yeah. Good stuff, man. And, and I think, uh, I feel like Omar Epps was in that one, too. Was in, um, no, no, no. I'm thinking in too deep. No, no, I'm thinking too deep. But uh, he was a uh, he was he because like it was oh Cool J and who else? It was some other famous Buster uh, Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. I said, well, thank you so much, man. Oh my gosh, wow. Well, oh, that's what goodness. we do here. That's what we do here. We Thank you with the craziest questions. Because Into Deep came out in like I think ninety ninety seven ninety nine. Yeah, and, I, and H2O came out around that time. Like, LL Cooler was pumping out movies at one point. Man, wasn't he? Was, I mean, the bad. I'm talking about bad dude. Love LA. Uh, love loved all the all his film work. All his films, man. Like uh, Deliver Deep Us from Eva. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea came out around. Like, Deliver Us from Eva. Oh my goodness, man. Now he's just cruising on NCIS. Just chilling, just, just <laughs> chilling, just chilling. He's like, you know, what? I'm all good. We're synchronized. He's like, we're we, people know about us in other countries. We're we're synchronized now. <laughs> I <laughs> he got money for the rest of his life. He ain't never got to act in another role again. Right? He's I'm like, I'm set. <laughs> right? He's like, I'm set. I'm set, man. But yeah, that's that, that's what's up. Hey, thanks for that trivia. <laughs> Hey, no problem. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be sending out uh, two two articles of Jackson Stone's merchandise. The only thing you have to do is click on the link in the description, leave us a voice message, and send me a DM. Whether that is to the Book of Faces, whether that is on Twitter, whether that is on IG, just say, hey, check your voice message. I left you a voice message. Am I a winner? And I instantly reply to DMs instantly. And when I say instantly, that means whenever I'm able to look at my phone and check them. So, but, but yeah, instantly. Um, but with that being said, I definitely enjoyed every moment of this interview. It was definitely, um, something that we've been trying to get together and it's something that it took time to put together, but it was a process. And through that process, it was something <laughs> that was beautiful. Exactly. You know, time time makes beauty. And uh, uh, and honestly, this is worth the wait. So I appreciate it, man. Oh, man. I definitely appreciate it. Definitely uh, definitely appreciate it. But uh, I definitely, definitely have to give you the opportunity to definitely put some plugs out there. So tell the people where they can follow you at on all your social medias. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is the Suplex Shogun Jackson Stone, and you are listening live right now. My man Mark, Mark with Mike's, and you can catch the Suplex Shogun on all social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook. Just type in Jackson Stone, I'll pop up. It'll be my athletic page. Excuse me. You can also find me on Instagram at Jackson underscore Stone three one three. That's Jackson underscore three one three, and also Twitter at Jackson underscore three one. That's Jackson underscore three one. You can also hit me up on YouTube. Check out some YouTube clips of me throwing some of your favorite uh, wrestlers and also shouting some things in my promos. And also, 
be sure to check me out on my Pro Wrestling Tees shop. Visit that. Just type in Pro Wrestling Tees and type in the Suplex Shogun or type in Jackie Stone and there you go. I got one more plug. Please be sure to visit the homeboy, my uh, my affiliate, um, Destroy Everything D-E-T. That is Destroy Everything D-E-T. Be sure to visit them and pick up your very own Suplex Shogun face mask. So, much love, y'all. Appreciate that. All those proceeds go to... Um, the Innocent Project, the, I'm sorry, the Innocent uh, Project, and also um, the National Bailout Fund as well. Man, and that's what it's all about, giving back. But I definitely want you all to definitely do that. And listen, if you don't win, go to the merch store. Go ahead, get some of this merch, especially Pro Wrestling Tees, but especially this project that he has going on for the Innocence Project as well. Uh, you definitely want to donate to those proceeds. So here it is on the house. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, <laughs> first two people to definitely the voice message will be getting, uh, we'll be getting the t-shirts. Uh, but the first, uh, I'm, I'm going to say the third person will be getting a free face mask on behalf of us as well. So that's just, that's to go ahead and make, make up for the, you know, the missed first question there. So most definitely, uh, most definitely. <laughs> Robert Townsend, by the way, Meteor Man. Shout, shout out to him. <laughs> Come on, man, Meteor Man, James Earl Jones. <laughs> right. I mean, there was a lot of people in that movie. Don Don Cheeto. Man, know? yeah, a young Don Cheeto. That's crazy. Very young. Uh, James. Uh, well, I always said James Earl Jones. Uh, Don Cheeto, Eddie Griffin. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, Luther Vandross. Out of all people, Luther. Skinny Luther, too. <laughs> Skinny Luther, man. Skinny Luther was in the movie. Um, Debo was in the movie. Tiny Luster. Hey, man, this is Pro Wrestling Dad. Just followed you on Spotify. I'm looking to win some PB Smooth merch, man. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people we could keep going on, but if you have not seen Meteor Man, uh, I need you all to do me a favor. Google that shit. Uh, and the other thing that I want to leave out on before we close out the show, make sure, um, like like we said before, make sure that you are spreading positivity out here. Uh, too much negative energy can uh, definitely leave your body inside a not only a physical imbalance, but also emotional and spiritual imbalance. So let's try to spread more positivity uh, by pre- uh, by spreading positive vibes only. Let's knock out negativity for the rest of 2020 and beyond. Make this a better place for our children's children's children. But with that being said, I have to remind you all to wash your hands yes. and wash your ass. Yes, yes, please. And wash use soap. <laughs> use soap. Wash yourself up before you go suplexing. And uh, please, y'all, just stay stay safe and, stay, and remember, keep that distance if needed. Yes, yes. And you also want to make sure when you are washing, do it from face to ass and not ass to face. That's what my co-host <laughs> yes. say. Yes, there That's you go. backwards. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but with I love that, it. I love it. just want to send you all much love. Uh, and hey. This has been one hell of an interview with Jackson Stone. Make sure you do follow him all his uh, social media handles and definitely continue to support the independent wrestling community. I thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a blessing. Thank you, my brother. 
Hey man, much love, Mark. Much appreciated. Thank you, y'all. Hello.